Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. And many of you were divorced. But it wasn't your fault. And so Satan goes, yeah, real good Christian, aren't you? Yeah, I want you. You, look at you. You're one of the statistics. But Romans 8, 1 says, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. But he lies to us. He lies to us. You're no good. God won't forgive you. Some of you did wrong, but he forgave you. Hallelujah. It can happen at any time and anywhere. You can be having a great day just worshiping and praising Jesus for all he's done for you, and then it hits. It comes out of left field and can destroy you with one word, deceptive thinking. Someone may say something to you or a bad thought might enter your mind. Then you're left feeling unloved and unworthy. It's an attack from Satan himself. He's out to kill, steal, and destroy us. The great news is that God has given us power, authority, and spiritual weapons to combat every attack. All we need to do is receive these gifts. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, with part one of our message entitled, Defeating Strongholds in All of Satan's Weapons. amazing series called Living in Two Worlds, the Visible and the Invisible. Now, this morning's teaching delves into a lot of things in our lives very personally, but I want to give you good news. I got good news all the way through it, even though sometimes it's a little difficult to go back to all these things in our lives. Uh, In the end, I can just say to this this morning, if you're a Christian, we win. Let's just say amen to that, and we'll go through it. Now, all of us have done this before. We've done something, and when we got through saying it, we said, what in the world was I thinking? We've all been there. You're going to say that numbers of times as we go through, and you'll see that the battle is always in our mind. Uh, Linda and I, as we travel a lot in Asia, we've flown Malaysian Airlines numbers of times. It's fantastic airline. They had a difficult year, as you remember. One plane that's still missing, one that was shot down, nothing they really did. But uh, sometimes... We just do crazy things. They were trying to challenge uh, business again because people are a little afraid to fly them and saying to people, we fly to all kinds of places you've never been. You'd love to have this. This was their advertisement. Malaysia Airlines apologizes for offensive promotion, to, promotion tweet. Want to go somewhere, but you don't know where. <laughs> oh, yeah, what were they thinking? <laughs> Didn't exactly come out right, so they pulled that one real quick. I'm sure your Thanksgiving was better than this headline. Woman stabs boyfriend for starting Thanksgiving dinner without her. 
I couldn't believe that headline, so here's what happened. Jacqueline Blake, 47, chased her boyfriend around a dining room and stabbed him in the chest because he started eating Thanksgiving dinner early without her. He was hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries. She was arrested. But according to the police, the woman had been drunk earlier all day and attacked him after waking up quickly from a nap. She stabbed him and then threw the knife at him, hitting him right below the left eye. What was she thinking? Well, now we know she was under the influence of something rather than her own mind. Don't be too critical. Because you and I sometimes give in to an influence that's not from God. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. For though we live in the world, we do not wage, notice the word, war as the world does. Paul reminds every single one of us here, Christian or not Christian, believer or not believer, that we live in this world in a physical way, The world that Satan rules, still under God, but it's a spiritual battle everywhere. That which we can't see, it's real, you'll learn it has eternal consequences. And it's personal. Notice in this verse, we, we, we. So we've learned life is a battlefield, and the battle is in our minds. What we think, it's between our ears. What we think... We become biblical principle. As you think, that eventually will define who you are and how you act. Verse 4. The weapons, since it is a war, we fight with are not the weapons of the world because it's not a physical war. On the contrary, they, these invisible spiritual weapons, have, notice this word, divine, godly power to demolish, and this is one of the words we're going to talk about this morning, strongholds. As we know that our thoughts determine who we are and how we live, in that battle, what is really going on for what we think? It's not complicated. It's very simple. So I want you to write this down because every single one of us every day are in this battle for our minds. Here it is, the battle. Our thoughts will either be based on God's truths or Satan's lies. That's the battle. It's not a battle of TV. It's not a battle of this, not a battle of your upbringing. It's the truth of God. God cannot lie. It's the lies of Satan. Satan can't tell the truth. He's known as the liar. He he mixes some truth, but he always mixes it with lies. So that's the battle. Now, what's the outcome Bottom line of this spiritual battle. It's not a physical battle. It's spiritual. The outcome is simple. For Satan, it's to continue to steal, kill, and destroy. He would never tell you that. Some of you are unbelievers. You're searching. You have no purpose. You have no meaning. You're trying to figure what this whole crazy world is about. Well, that's because he's confused you. Thinking that you can find purpose and meaning for your life apart from God. Impossible. So his whole goal is to continue to confuse you. Ultimately, where does he want you? In hell forever. Why? Because that's where he's going to spend eternity. Now, God has another goal. His goal is to give you a life of freedom, real life that impacts the world. And his ultimate end goal for you 
is heaven, which I'll be speaking about two weeks from this weekend. We're going to take a glimpse of heaven, what that looks like as we finish this series. Now, in this war, it's very wise for us to understand how God works and how Satan works. And here's a scripture that I think is, it just documents Satan's cool goals. Look at this. So that Satan will not outsmart us. Now remember, he's the great deceiver. For we, speaking Paul, speaking of Christians, we're not stupid. We understand it's a war. We understand there's two outcomes. We are familiar with his evil schemes or his weapons, his destructive thoughts. So this morning, look at that last word. We're going to talk about destructive thoughts that come from Satan and strongholds that come from Satan. They're two different things. They're interrelated. That's what we're going to look at. So we need to understand what those thoughts are like, what they kind of sound like in my mind, and uh, and Vieira and Sebastian, what those strongholds are that kind of build this wall, this fortress, and I'm captive by it. I, I can't move from it. I can't think of anything else. How do we win that war? So those are the two things we're going to think about. Now, I'm going to list these destructive thoughts this morning. All of us have thought these. Some of you are thinking these right this morning. Now, these are not stronghold. A stronghold is different. A stronghold is a destructive thought that we never get rid of. But sometimes they, these are just these thoughts that go and then we have to ask forgiveness. What was I thinking? That was crazy. But a stronghold is where they become a pattern of thinking and now I can't get rid of it. It has me in bondage. It's a habit. So we'll start with the first ones. You'll see them very simply. Later, I'm going to give you God's five solutions to not delving in those horrible thoughts. They're destructive to me. I can't be around them because what I think I become. So here we go. Again, there's nobody here in any of our campuses that hasn't gone through almost all of these. Some of you are going through this morning. One of Satan's great weapons in his tool bag is the weapon of discouragement. And it, it, remember, he loves to lie. So this is kind of what he says when we, we've all been discouraged because of circumstances. And he'll say this, really, you're going to serve God, eh? Look what you're in. Nice God. Actually, he's left you. You're here alone. You're going to continue to serve him? Look what he got you. He promised you that, but look what this is. See, he loves to lie to you, and he's going to say to you in discouragement, we've all been there. There's no hope. Some of you are there this morning. But see, what Satan wants you to do is look at the circumstance. What does God want me to do? Look at him. Maybe that's you this morning. Maybe Satan has already said to your mind, no, he's left you. He's nowhere around. Next, doubt and fear. This started in the garden. Satan came to Eve and said, really, has God said that? He, he loves us to doubt the word because Satan knows the power of the word. And then he wants us to be fearful because if I'm fearful, that's the opposite of faith. And faith simply is the only thing that pleases God. So I'll never step out. So some of you, even as you're listening to me this morning, some of you have already said this in your mind. Did he say hell? There's no hell. What's wrong with that guy? Let him update his theology. That's Satan. That's not God. Actually, the Bible in the New Testament talks more about hell than it does heaven. 
But see, he's very deceptive. And so we can doubt the word, the truth, and then we get fearful. Maybe his biggest one is deception. Deception. Many months ago when we were doing the book of James, I wore a Nike cap. What was the essence of the sermon? Can you remember? Just do it. Exactly. Good job. But how does he deceive us? James says you don't only know the word, but you have to do the word. So how are we deceived? Well, I know the word, Pastor Mark. I I hear people say, I've been a Christian 23 years. Praise God. I say to them, are you doing the word? Well, I've been a Christian 23 years. No, they're not. So they're not really following Christ. That's why I don't use the word Christian anymore. I don't. I say to people, "Are you following God today?" Well, they know the word. That isn't going to. What is the biggest deception that I use on Christmas and Easter sermons? And you hear me during it during the year. What's the biggest deception from Satan? Here it is: Good people go to heaven. Now you'll never find that in the Bible, but that's what the majority of people around the world think. Go to your neighbors. And I guarantee you, 80% of your neighbors, when you say to them, when you die, why will God allow you into heaven? Well, because I'm a good person. How good is good? Well, I'm better than they are. Only forgiven people go to heaven. That's God's word. Biggest deception. Next, distraction. Now, this isn't lots of sin stuff. We've all been there. We get so distracted. We're so busy. We really forget about God. We forget about our quiet time and we're busy with the kids and the soccer and the sports and the homeschooling and three NFL games on Turkey Day. And I just seen where you were with some of that in there. Okay. And so distraction. In fact, in one of the great parables in the book of Mark, chapter four, it says this. And the cares of this world. Good stuff. But we we just forget God. We get distracted. Do you know that the average person now comes to church about every two or three weeks? A Christian. Not every week anymore. That's gone. How come? They're distracted with the things of the world. But I've learned this over my 71 years. I will do what I want to do. And so will you. Understand, that's a destructive thought from Satan. The next one is difficult. Dissension, disunity. God loves to unite. Satan loves to divide. How many of you know, either personally, because it was you, or you have a friend or a relative or somebody you work with that's been divorced at least once? Let me see your hand. Now look around you. That's every hand at every campus. 50 years ago, if I asked that question, there'd be a few hands. What happened? The world has squeezed us. Now, this isn't condemnation because some of you were innocent parties, but it squeezed us into the mold. And it's getting worse. Now, who caused that? Bottom line, was that God? No. Remember what the marriage ceremony? What God joins together, let no man separate. What does Satan want to do? Steal, kill, destroy. There you are. And we see things that we've never seen before. Mothers walking out of a marriage and don't care about the kids. Never in our life have we ever seen that. Just happens. Now, I want to ask you one more. If you've been in a church, and you've been in a church a while, and you've been in a church split in the, in the church. Let me see your hand. You've been in a church split. There you go. Now, how did that happen? Was that God? No, that was Satan. 
So he loves to divide us and do all kinds of things. But God loves to unite us. And that division, that divorce, goes right to the next one, condemnation. Immediately when some of you raise your hand, that's why I ask not just you being divorced, but, you know, a friend. So we don't know. You know. And many of you were divorced, but it wasn't your fault. And so Satan goes, yeah, heck, real good Christian, aren't you? Yeah, watch you. You, look at you. You're one of the statistics. But Romans 8, 1 says there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. But he lies to us. He lies to us. You're no good. God won't forgive you. Some of you did wrong, but he forgave you. Hallelujah. You say, well, I've never been divorced. I'm getting to you in a moment. Just wait. Unforgiveness and bitterness. There isn't anything that's more difficult because in life, every single one of us have been hurt. And I wish I could say to you this morning as a pastor, well, as of today, you will never be hurt again. Doesn't happen. Hurt hurts. It's very personal. And so God gave us a solution for the hurts. We're to ask forgiveness and release the person. But if we don't, we live in unforgiveness, and you'll see in a moment, that is one that will grow into a stronghold. And pretty soon, you're captured. Bitterness will destroy your life. See, unforgiveness and bitterness is like drinking poison and expecting the person that hurts you to die. But you're dying. You can be free of that. And the last one that I want to talk about is critical and negative thinking. There's a great verse in the Bible. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let's get up, be grouchy, and complain to everyone. (laughs) No, that is not what the Word says. Well, Pastor Mark, that's just my nature. I ain't talking about your sinful nature. talking about your Godful nature. God is not a negative, critical God. His words are good and uplifting and encouraging. That becomes, for some people... A destructive thought process. So everything they see, it could be 95% of the stuff is really good. But they always go after the other what? 5%. Let me give you a... And and I don't mean anybody because nobody's done this for a few months. Praise God. I'll get somebody and I said something wrong or I didn't make the right illustration or whatever because like I'm human in case you don't know that. And they'll write to me about this one little thing. It was at the beginning of the sermon. You know what my natural thought is? Did they hear anything the other 50 minutes? That hurts. And I'm thinking, you know who put that thought in there? And what do they think about the rest of the service? That. It's not because it's my fault. It's because Satan says, don't listen to anything. That guy, he said divorce. I was divorced. Ah, I wasn't the cause. Ah. And that's all you think about the rest of the service. See the battle? Is in the mind. Careful. Now, every one of those that I gave you, all of those thoughts that I gave you, when you, when you look at that, understand what I'm trying to say to you. Every single one of those, uh, they can become strongholds. They can become strongholds. Now, I'm going to give you the definition of a stronghold, and I want you to write it down this morning. So, here we go. What is a stronghold? It's not a random thought like I just gave you. Most of those things that we went through, we just maybe hold unforgiveness for a day or two, and then we just finally say, God, I I just let them go. It's okay. And, And we move on with our life. Same with critical or negative, those kind of things. It's not one of those, but it's a fortress 
that gets cemented in our lives. Here's what it is. Wrong thoughts about God, the Bible, life, wrong thoughts about people, and even wrong thoughts about myself, who I am. And they develop, not instantly, over time. It's these destructive thoughts that develop over time and eventually they become a habit in my life. They become a bondage and I'm held hostage. I never free of it. Now I want to tell you a verse this morning. Christ says the son will set you free. God doesn't want us to be hostages of our thoughts. He wants to be, us to be free to serve him. So I'm going to go through some of these. Some of you have these this morning. We probably all have kind of dealt there. And maybe there's two of them that will surprise you. Here's the first one. Satan's strongholds. It's an incorrect concept of who God is. It's not a temporary thing. Some of you are not believers yet. Because here's what you think of God. You've been listening to the lies of Satan. God is distant, he's unknowable, he's demanding, he's actually cruel, and he's impossible to please. And if I actually give my life to God, it'll be the most miserable life I'll ever have. Now, God is not like any of that. You'll see in a moment. But you have listened to Satan. That is exactly what happened in the garden with Eve. God gave them all the fruit trees, hundreds, thousands, we don't know how many. He said no to one. And what did Satan do? Eve, your God is keeping the best tree from you. He's a bad God. But I want to say to you this morning, early on, he's a good God this morning. And you will see... He's not distant. He's very personal. But that's a lie from Satan. Now, the next few, alcoholism, drug addiction, pornography, sexual addictions, lust, I could put up gambling. Those are things that some of you are still even dealing with this morning. They didn't start as strongholds. They started as a drink or two. And then a few more. Think about the young lady who stabbed her boyfriend. Her life will be different from now on. That relationship may never make it. What happened? Drunk, which is a sin. Drinking isn't a sin. Drunk is a sin. I don't drink because it's ridiculous. You, you know, you watch, watch our commercials today. You notice the deception? Again, no problem if you have a glass of wine, you guys want to have it. You know, that's fine with me. Don't argue, don't even email me about all that stuff. I'll say that. Getting drunk is a sin, period. Pastor Mark continued the series Living in Two Worlds, Visible and Invisible Today. He reminded us that there is a real battle going on between good and evil, God and Satan. The main battlefield is the battle for our minds, our thoughts. Satan will fight with evil schemes that include destructive thoughts and strongholds. We all think of the things that he mentioned, but he reminded us that these thoughts can be conquered with Jesus' help. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. 
Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Saturday nights at 6 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Now be sure and tune in next time as Pastor Mark teaches about the destructive thoughts and strongholds that Satan uses to win the battle of our minds. These thoughts are wrong thoughts about God, the Bible, life, people, and even ourselves that over time develop into wrong habits and bondage. But God doesn't leave us to battle these lies by ourselves. He's given us the weapons we need to conquer Satan. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. has seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a hurting world a new hope he is giving lord let us hear your lessons for living